0: Eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. Y'all know what it is, baby. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. I appreciate you being here. Hit the like button, subscribe, thumbs up, comment for the algorithm. All that dope stuff. Shout out to our partners. Prize picks. Getting it in as the Nets getting it out. Got that broom put on on them by Boston last night. Katie gone. Nets swept. Uh, Jordan's uh, Toronto Raptors lived to see another day in the Utah Jazz. Got beat down by the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic, best player in the NBA, Jay. Best player in the NBA. Not the MVP. Best player in the NBA, Luka Doncic. Eli Mitchell, hurt. As always, I found you to Eli Mitchell last year. I hope you don't have him on your rosters this year. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Debo Samuels still trending across the airwaves. Uh, Now Trayvon Walker's favored to be the number one overall pick. It's going to be the most unpredictable NFL draft that we've seen in years, and I am so excited for it. Make sure you tap into the draft party. I'll be streaming the first round live. Um... Just talking reactions, you know. What do we think about these team fits? Not just fantasy shit, man. Everything, you know. Offensive lineman goes to the Giants. That helps out Saquon Barkley. Helps out the offense. Whoop-de-whoop. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. So make sure you tap in on the YouTube channel. Think we'll go live about 15 minutes before the draft starts. It starts at I think seven o'clock my time here in Texas Central Time. So we'll go live about 15 minutes before that. BS in the chat. I might give some stuff away. I got jerseys and all kinds of crazy stuff to give away. So make sure you're tapped in. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, follow the Twitter Wake Up account because that's how I'll be able to communicate during the giveaways. Uh, It'll be dope. It'll be dope. But um, we have to look at a our final pre-draft Superflex rookie mock. And I'm telling y'all, based on Chad Reuter's mock that we talked about yesterday, by far, I think, our best mock draft that we've done. It was... It was difficult. We had a lot of conversations about it inside our Discord. If you want to be a part of the community, patreon.com forward slash all gas to support the creators over there. But I think it was the best rookie superflex mock that we've done yet. Uh, some real tough decisions based on some of those landing spots what do you do with Isaiah Spiller if he gets drafted day two draft capital by the Chiefs what do you do with some of these wide receivers that land in landing spots with Patrick Mahomes with Aaron Rodgers with Justin Herbert how do we react to the quarterbacks if they are drafted round one what have I been preaching since February the more times you do this using different mocks and different landing spots the better prepared you're going to be when you enter your rookie draft so we ain't going to beat around the bush we're going to get right to it Jay how you doing this morning man
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Like you said, the Raps, they uh, they didn't just live to see another day. They are thriving. And uh, tell me something, KD. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks?
0: Oh, you have been, you've been in love with that. It,
1: you've been Bro, in that's love with video that. Of all time. For anyone who's never seen that video, I will put the link in the description probably a little bit after the show. Best video I've ever seen by far. Hilarious seeing Knicks fans just go off on Brooklyn yesterday. Um, but the mock, though. The mock's a good one. You know, I it's wasn't in one. the mock. I let you guys do it. Um, the funny part was people asking us, who should I pick? Who should I pick? And you're like, nah, you got to make nope, your pick. Don't ask. You flame yep. you for it. You get flamed. Yep. But We'll talk about it. Um, we had a lot of really good discussions about the mock. So we'll bring those discussions here. And I'm excited to do that today, man. It's been a good day.
0: NNN. Good morning from Finland. Um, I'm seeing Marlins in the building. Uh, Dynasty Barry here as always. Good morning to you, my friend. Uh, Patrick Price in the building. Rojo Fish. Mike Anderson. What's up, Mike? Josh always in the building. Shane Joe. Victor in the building. Where's James at? James Algorithm. Yes, sir. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, my girl, all the way from Cali? She's always in the building. Hello, hello. She said hey to you, too, Jay. Uh, What's up, Brandon? Matt Bruning. Matt Bruning's going to be on the stream with us. So I've got people coming in and out of the draft stream. Bruning's going to be there. Jordan Backus, director of analytics over here. He's going to be there to talk about the impact from a number standpoint. Uh, A lot of people in the building, man. I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to get into this mock. So let's talk about it real quick. Let's do a quick reminder of... Uh, some of the players that went in round one. So in this mock, Chad Reuter, uh, we'll link it again in the description of this video, uh, just for reference point, but Kenny Pickett went two overall to Detroit, Malik Willis, eight to Atlanta, Garrett Wilson to the Jets, Matt Corral to Pittsburgh, Desmond Ritter, New Orleans, Drake London to the Chargers, Jamison Williams to Philly, Chris Olave to Green Bay, George Pickens to KC, Trey McBride to Tennessee, and Sam Howell to Seattle in round one. Uh, let's talk about it. Superflex 101 was still Brees Hall. Jay Brees Hall went 101. Malik Willis went 102. So the, the the eighth pick in the draft to the Atlanta Falcons goes 102. No Kenneth Walker. No wide receiver. Malik Willis still solidified as 102. Matt Corral, the big surprise. We've been seeing Matt Corral go seven, eight, nine in the mocks. Matt Corral 12 overall. Pittsburgh trades up. Takes Matt Corral. He becomes the 103 in Superflex. Tough decisions. 104. I thought this is where we might see a running back. Maybe Kenneth Walker in this mock. Kenneth Walker went to Arizona in round two, middle of round two. 104 was Drake London. He went 17 overall to the Chargers. And 105 was Kenneth Walker to Arizona. We talked about this one. Um, I don't like the landing spot for any of the running backs in Arizona. Not immediately, right? Maybe down the road, that's okay. I personally, we talked about it. We're not going to dive too much into that. I'm not the biggest Arizona Cardinals fan for one of these top running backs, especially with them just giving James Conner that deal. Uh, But Kenneth Walker comes off the board at 105. And then Kenny Pickett, the number two overall pick per this mark to Detroit, goes 106. Jay, top six picks. What were your thought on, on those guys? Anyone that you were a little surprised didn't go? Is this about what you expected? Uh, wh- what are your thoughts here?
1: I thought it was fine, right? I think that Corral should be going this high. I think that's the pick that everyone's kind of like, oh, that's surprising. But for me, Pittsburgh is the only landing spot that can really take him up to that higher threshold if you want to take him at one like like I know that you would I'm fine with that you know Malik in Atlanta is a is an okay spot not the best spot Pittsburgh the superior spot for just about any quarterback across the board pick it at 106 I think is fine I think I would consider him over Walker well like, because like you said James Connor locked in for two years he has a 10 mil dead cap hit next season so even beyond this season he's got a dead cap hit of over 10 million so he's not going anywhere and again, the bigger issue with this team is that Arizona doesn't throw a ton or doesn't run the ball a ton. We were looking at their rushing attempts. James Conner had 200 rush attempts. Chase Evans had 113. So, if you're a backup running back, you have to catch passes. They threw 80 pass or there was 80 receptions to the running backs in Arizona last year. So, it's a big difference when you think about if Kenneth Walker can't catch passes, like we don't really expect him to. That could be a problem in a place like Arizona where a lot of the fantasy points do come through the air. But, yes, James Conner did have 15 touchdowns. You would be hoping that somehow Kenneth Walker took over that role. And then you talk about Drake London, right? Drake London has the wide receiver one off the board. Going to the Chargers, people who don't remember. The landing spot is interesting because it's a it's a crowded wide receiver room, right? You have, Ke- you have Keenan Allen. You have Mike Williams. But, yes, you do have Justin Herbert. And, ultimately, that's the reason why he's going so high in these drafts. So I'm okay with it. I like the spot for Garrett Wilson as well. But overall, when you really think about it, Brees Hall 101, Malik Willis 102, Matt Corral 103, I think it's a great start. And then you can have a debate about whether you take Drake London, Kenneth Walker, Kenny Pickett next. For me, I think it's fine. I think the order is good. I think that our drafters did a good job. But the most contentious point amongst the group was Kenneth Walker because at the end of the day, he's a primary running back right now. and We don't know if he can catch passes. If he can, he would be great in Arizona. But if he can't, he's basically just a satellite back when they choose to use him because I don't think he's going to take away the, the role from James Conner. And even if he does, we're talking about a back who really is looking at maybe 225 carries. And for me, that's a bit of a problem because people are saying, well, what about Javante Williams? He had 200 carries, but there was also 250 on Melvin Gordon's end. So when he took takes over the role this year, he should be looking at 265 to 275, maybe even higher than that, on top of having a pass-catching role. So that's where I'm kind of iffy overall on Kenneth Walker. And so let's keep it moving, Ray. Let's go to 107, who was Garrett Wilson. Well, one second, Went one second. The- you just Wait a minute, wait a minute. You just talked for eight minutes. Hold on. Wait
0: a minute. Golly. Slow it down. Pick it up and slow it down. I mean, good Lord. Um. Uh, here's the thing. We looked at we looked at the Arizona situation. I think they were tenth in the league in rush attempts. James Conner just had over a little north of two hundred carries. Chase Edmonds had hundred and sixteen carries, I believe, and then Kyler Murray with eighty eight. I, I mean, it's just it's what's what's his opportunity share going to look like? What is any rookie running back's opportunity share going to look like uh, early on in Arizona? Everybody I don't I don't dynasty with injury concerns if they're healthy going into the season. That's how I'm rolling with it. Like, I mean, you just gotta uh, it's I, I don't know, man. And somebody asked Josh asked a great question. Is Kenneth Walker as good as Nick Chubb? I think that's what you're banking on. Just because he didn't catch passes in college doesn't mean he can't do it in the league. But we have not seen any evidence of him being able to do it. And spare me the argument that I saw him catch the ball well at the fucking combine. Like, stop. Like, cut it out, man. No, nope. Nobody's out there just dropping flare routes at the combine. They're running two-yard out routes at the combine. And then downfield, uncontested catches. I want to see them do it in the game. Stop with this. I saw him do it at the combine so he can do it in the NFL. The weakest argument one can make. Like... I could go out there right now and catch 10 out of 10 just in the backyard. So uh, I like Kenneth Walker. I think it was a fine spot for him. Uh, Garrett Wilson went off the board at 107. Isaiah Spiller 108, and for those of y'all who don't weren't here or forgot, Isaiah Spiller came off the board in the third round to Kansas City. Desmond Ritter was a first round pick of the Saints. He gets drafted at 109. George Pickens, first round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs, comes off the board at 110. Jamo went 15th overall to the Eagles. He goes off the board at 111, and Traylon Burks just snuck into the first round. Uh, going to uh, Chicago at the top of the second, so I'm gonna show you the board. What it looked like. There it is. Brees Hall, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Drake London, Kenneth Walker, Kenny Pickett, Garrett Wilson, Isaiah Spiller, Desmond Ritter, George Pickens, Jamison Williams, and Traylon Burks. Jay, what do you think about um, what do you think about the first round of this uh,
1: of this mock? I think Jamison Williams is way too low. I just think okay. he's way too low. I understand that Philly's not the best landing spot, but I mean, I guess, Ray, the question for me is, and and I think maybe maybe you can sway me, but who is your alpha in Philly if you have Devontae Smith and Jamison Williams? Because I feel like they'd have to operate as co-alphas. I don't think one would gen- have a larger target share than the other. And where I'm fearful, right, is you have Devontae Smith, who I believe was top – wasn't he top six in air yards in the NFL this year? He was up there. And, and up more there. so in unrealized air yards was the bigger issue because Jalen Hurts couldn't get him the ball deep. And then you have the same situation with Jamison Williams. Yes, he can do more than just be a deep threat, but if that's how he's going to be utilized in the offense, that's where you're going to run into issues, right? So for me, I don't I don't hate taking him at 111, but I don't think I could take him – like, I don't think I could take George Pickens over him. As good as George Pickens could be – I don't think I could take George Pickens over Jamison Williams because I believe that Jamison Williams is just a superior talent. Traylon Burks at one twelve, I'm not shocked, but maybe people are finally just—I don't know about Traylon Burks, but but Ray, at what point is is he a value for you? Because you know he's been in your top tier, he's staying yeah. in your top tier, even if he's in the second round, still in your top tier. Would you still draft him based off of tiers, or would you consider taking George Pickens over him, who is in your tier two? No.
0: No, I take Traylon Burks over George Pickens. I, I listen. I'm not. I, this is prime character concern season, man. Like we're we're seeing stuff come out. Um, uh, I, I read a report. Matt Corral. Some exec. Anonymous exec. Cowards. If you're gonna if you're gonna say shit, put your name to it, right? Anonymous execs uh he's he's a party kid he likes to party he likes to have fun it's something that uh, millions of dollars aren't going to fix i don't know about matt corral's want to man stop the bullshit what 18 19 year old doesn't like to party and now uh for those of you don't know uh matt corral beat the shit out of wayne gretzky's son in high school and had to transfer so now all of that's surfacing right he's a bad apple like he likes to party who didn't like to White, black—I don't care who you are. Whether you went to the club or you went to a kegger, everybody's partying in college and having fun in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop with this, man. Because you like to go out and have fun, you don't love the game. You got work ethic stuff, man. Say say that bullshit for somebody else. Like, I'm not with that. But I say all that to say, the George Pickens rumors are a little concerning for me Most because striking, it's for sure. because because it's it these concerns about Pickens. Have been there long before the combine, long before smoke yep. season, right? I don't know, man. I'm not taking I'm not taking them over Traylon, man. I'm not taking them over Traylon Burks. Uh that you know, Jamison Williams, Devonta Smith. I still think, I still think Devonta Smith would be the one. I think it's a great fit for Jamison Williams to be able to take the top off the defense, provide an element of speed to that team, uh game-changing speed. And I think it actually clear stuff up for Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith underneath so jay go ahead and get us to uh round two give us the first six picks in round two man
1: so we have the 201 was sam Howell to seattle 202 was chris olave to the green bay packers 203 was buffalo who took james cook 204 was sky moore to atlanta you know a spot i loved 205 was Jahan dodson who went to washington and 206 was your boy christian watson to your dallas cowboys Now, for me, I think it's surprising a little bit to see Chris Olave drop Chris Olave, first round pick Green Bay Packers, probably the best fit for Aaron Rodgers overall. And then you have Sam Howell going to Seattle, jumping up to 201 immediate impact guy who could compete at quarterback James Cook to Buffalo, though, I I feel like people are just overdoing it with James Cook here. Yes, he could be a pass catching back. Yes, people think he has the potential to have a role in the NFL. I don't really see him as much more than a satellite back and if he goes to a place like buffalo i still don't believe he has more than maybe a five or six touchdown ceiling because at the end of the day we have to remember that josh allen is good for six to ten touchdowns every year on the ground and as much as they say that they don't want him to run anymore when it comes down to it if he needs to make a play he's gonna do that sky more to atlanta i love he's paired with malik willis in this mock so those two guys coming in together kyle pitts i think it's a great fit Jahan Dodson and Washington's interesting too, because if there's one player, I think that I would want Jahan Dodson to to learn from, it would be Terry McLaurin, right? I think their games are very, very similar in that respect. Like they're both excellent route runners, Terry McLaurin, a lot faster than we thought he would be. And Jahan Dodson was kind of a lot faster than I thought he would be as well. So I think learning from a player like Terry McLaurin, established veteran, been in the league a long time. That's a spot I really like. Ray, where are you at? Because I don't even want to talk about Christian Watson because we talked about him a bit yesterday. But where are you at with Christian Watson at 206, especially yeah. behind James Cook, in my opinions, kind of crazy, but, and then the rest of the first round overall,
0: uh, uh second round. But I think, uh, I- I'll tell you this. I think Atlanta, if they walk away in the first two rounds with Malik Willis and Sky Moore, uh, I'd be pretty happy as a Falcons fan. I love that pick. Uh, in the second round, two hundred four to get Sky Moore. Love it, Jahan Dotson. I think that was a great pick at two hundred five to Washington to play number two to Terry McLaurin. They need somebody else. I like that, whether it's with Carson Wentz or somebody else. Sam Howe, two one to Seattle is interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's a quarterback in superflex. Yeah, yeah, first yeah, round yeah. Round that's that's what I mean. First round pick. First round pick uh, in a spot where you know none of us believe in Drew Locke. Seattle just seems like them. Did you see the, real quick, did you see the video of Matt Rule and their draft board yesterday? Oh, did God, you see no. the video? So they, what, they, what showed, they showed the war room last year and they yeah. were mocking like the first seven picks or whatever before they went. And they were like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to go one and Zach Wilson's going to go two. And then when they got to three for San Francisco, the first name that they said, which I will go to my grave. Believing San Francisco, Mac Jones was the pick until public pressure came in. I don't care what anybody says. Seeing how Kyle Shanahan worked that situation this year, I wholeheartedly believe Mac Jones is who Kyle Shanahan wanted and John Lynch said no. But Matt Rule even said, we think San Francisco is going to go Mac Jones. Or Trey Lance. Yeah. That's what he said, Mac Jones or Trey Lance. And then they go down the list of everybody. They said, you know, chase to Cincinnati. They said the Dolphins were going to take a Alabama wide receiver. So when they got up to the board, they were looking at the players. You know, everybody's like, why didn't Carolina take Justin Fields or Mac Jones? Well, they didn't think Mac Jones would be there. They didn't yeah. even have Justin Fields on their radar at no. all. Like oh, they were like, word. they said, we're either going to, They their first three picks were Devontae Smith, J.C. Horn, Pene Sewell, and that was it. And then they, the guys were like, is there anybody else we even want to consider here at the 108? And And they said Patrick Sertain. And he was like, nope, yeah. nobody else. No no fields, no nothing like that. So interesting there. I, I don't know how I got there. But uh, <laughs> Seattle and Carolina just seem like dumpster fire spots for quarterbacks, man. I'm real concerned. Yeah. Olave at two two, what a steal! You get Aaron Rodgers is you know first wide receiver drafted in <laughs> decades. Ever. You get you yeah ever. So you get Chris Olave there. Um, I like it. And then Christian Watson to Dallas, I think it's great, man. It's 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 a situation where he doesn't have to come in right away and be thrust in immediate target volume role. He can learn from Washington, learn from C. D. Lamb, have a good quarterback in Dak Prescott. I would actually, if Dallas did make this pick for real, for real, I would love it. I think it's a position of need. I don't want them to spend a first-round pick on a wide receiver. So if we can get Christian Watson here in the second, uh, then i love it. And to get him at 206 in the rookie mock, I think is fantastic as well. The rest of the mock played out, the rest of the second round played out like this. 207, Brian Robinson came off of the board. And B-Rob, what was he in this mock? Was he a fourth, fifth-round pick? Where did Brian Robinson come off the board in this mock? Third round. Third round round pick. Okay, B-Rob came off the board uh, at 207. Zamir White at 208 to the Giants. The Lions wide receiver, John Mechie, at 209. Tennessee's tight end, who was drafted in round one. Trey McBride comes off the board at 210. Rashad White, 211. He plays for the Saints per this mock. And Ty Chandler. I selected Ty Chandler at the 212 spot. He was the Denver Broncos' third round pick. I got him at two twelve. Uh, yeah, man, this is this is what I've been saying about the twenty twenty two rookie class the entire time. After about two o six, I like the players. After about 206, 207, six, two o seven, I'd like them. I wouldn't mind having them on my roster, but I'm cool trading out. Like my my breaking point per this mock would be about brian robinson zamir white so that's like 208 and i'm fine not having either of those guys like christian watson would be my last kind of must-have guy from this class after after that 206 spot if anybody offered me a future first rounder even 20, 2024 first rounder for my 207 208 209 i'm making that trade 10 out of 10 times and letting them select rashad white ty chandler john mechie but that's just me jay how do you feel
1: I'm with you, man. Honestly, like I I was it's funny you led into that because that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, where are you at with this mock? And I think for me it's about two oh five. Because like you said, like if I didn't get James Cook, I wouldn't be that upset. If I didn't get Brian Robinson, I wouldn't be that upset. But I think you know, Sam House, Sky Moore, Jahan Dodson, Christian Watson, Chris Olave are all great picks to have in the second round. And then obviously the first round picks, if they fall, are all still great Whoa. options as well. Let's let me let me
0: let me let me tell you something, James. I don't know how long you've been dynastying for. A lot of people. A lot of people. I've seen people trade when you're on the clock and the draft has happened and your favorite team drafts your favorite sleeper and they're sitting there at the 208, 209. Again, don't know how many dynasty leagues you're in. I've played in at at one single time over 30 in a season. This happens a lot more often than you think. So you're asking who's trading the first for the 208? Plenty of people because when you're on the clock and your favorite running back, Rashad White, goes to New Orleans and you think there's going to be a great opportunity there, who the hell's thinking about 2024? I can ask everybody in this chat name 12 players in 2024, and I'm pretty sure there's only a couple of people who can do that. Tons of people would trade a first round pick for the 208. Happens every single year. Every single year. Uh, how long is y'all's drafts clock? Most of the times they're slow drafts, so I'm at four hours. I'm the speed shit. A lot of time zones, four hours. A lot of time zones. Exactly. 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 All right, Jay, you want to get us into round three?
1: Yeah, so round three kicks off with your boy, USC and Texas, Keontae Ingram, who went to the Jets. Three oh two was Justin Ross, who went to Pittsburgh to replace Juju Smith Schuster. Three oh three, Carson Strong, who went to back up Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. 304 was Pierre Strong to my New England Patriots. 305 was Bam Knight to the Chargers, which is a really good spot. 306, Damian Pierce to Seattle. 307, Kyron Williams, hit, who went to Indianapolis. 308, Alec Pierce or Antoine Pierce, depending on how much you watch this show, to Arizona. 309 was Wanda Robinson to the Giants. 310 was Isaiah Likely to Jacksonville. 311, Jalen Tolbert to Indianapolis as well. And to round out, the third round was Khalil Shakur who went 312 and went to Atlanta. So for me, I think if I'm looking at one spot, I like I do like Carson Strong at the top of the third. Um, It's one of the strategies that we've talked about a lot. And this is how you get a Davis Mills, right? This is ultimately how this this happens. And it's not quite the same situation, because they did have the Deshaun Watson issues and all these various things. And, and while I don't Love the draft slot. I think anywhere around that mid third spot for Carson Strong, if he is drafted in the same type of spot early third round to a team that maybe could develop him. I think it's a fine draft slot, right? He's basically drafted exactly where he was taken in the NFL draft. I think that's always a good bet to make. I love Pierre Strong on the Patriots. I think he's a great fit really? for that offense. Really, I, I think he's. I think if they could find a way to get rid of Damian Harris, he's a great. Fit why do in you want Why as do as
0: you want to bury Damian Harris? So, what is up with you, because man?
1: He's only got one year left on his contract, right? Yeah. So do we need him on the roster no should we look for a replacement because we're not resigning him absolutely and then alec pierce to arizona i think he's a great fit they run a lot of deep okay. seam routes i think he could be a compliment outside they did lose aj green right so they do need to find a way to fill that role and alec pierce i think could do that in a do that very very well kyler murray probably not going to be traded we saw steve klein said he's not training him no matter what you know we'll see about that i'm sure if dallas really wanted him they could have him but those are kind of the three picks I really liked. You know, people. Kyron Williams, even in the third round, I'm like, ugh. You know, he was a sixth round pick in this mock, so I'm not really or fifth round pick. Sorry. I'll they actually the
0: resigned. They actually brought back AJ Green. So AJ Green came back on a one year deal. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. He signed a one year deal. Oh, so, no. so I want to I want to talk about my pick, and I, I think the first five picks of this set, man, I actually like like the first. Like you're talking about sleepers. If you have these picks. Yeah. I mean, Keontae Ingram. I took him at three hundred one, per Chad Reuter's mock. He was drafted at the top of the fourth round by the Jets. I don't. I, I, Michael Carter isn't some locked and loaded workhorse type running back. They tried to bring in James Conner. Uh, was very close to signing James Conner, uh, luring him away from Arizona in uh, free agency. If Keontae Ingram gets fourth round draft capital, I mean, that's that's your ideal running back target, right? Sleeper type target. It's. I'll say this about Keontae Ingram. It's not his fault that one of the best running back prospects in the University of Texas's history just decided to commit to Texas, right? Like, it's not his fault, man. It's it's not. And Keontae Ingram, going into the 2019 season, was viewed as a high-end prospect. Then he drops the damn ball versus Texas. Would've, if he would have caught that touchdown pass versus LSU, excuse me, it would have changed the course of that season, man. Like, it just went downhill after that happened. Yes, and Marcus... Shout out to uh, Marcus Myers in the building National Champ oh. 05 UT that's my boy that LSU drop will forever make me stay away from Ingram I can't I can't stay away from him I still Fourth round, top of the fourth round, I like Keontae. Justin Ross went in the third round of Chad Reuter's mock. This just seems like a Pittsburgh Steelers type pick. Justin Ross paired with Matt Corral, Deontay Johnson. I like it. I'm with you with Carson Strong here at the top of the third. Pierre Strong. Bam Knight went in the fourth round to, um, did he go in the fourth round or the third round? Where did Bam Knight go? Bam Knight was a round, Jacksonville. was he a he was a Jacksonville. I think he'd be Jacksonville's backup running back, and I think he'd get some opportunity. Damian Pierce to Seattle, pretty good. You know, no health concerns with Carson uh, Car- uh, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. I like Damian Pierce, and then Indianapolis uh, took Kyron Williams in this mock. I, I don't know, man. Behind Jonathan Taylor, behind Naeem Hines, uh, yeah, you know, no it j- after after Wondell, and the Giants, I don't, I don't know, man. He's just a little guy. I like Jalen Tolbert to Indianapolis at three eleven, and I thought Khalil Shakir to Atlanta. Uh, where did he get drafted by Atlanta in the fourth round, man? Atlanta just tooling up for Malik Willis, right? So it sounds like yep. they're preparing for life. After Calvin Ridley with Sky Moore, yeah. with Khalil Shakir, with Kyle Pitts, with Malik Willis, Atlanta killing it, man. Atlanta having an awesome, awesome mock draft per uh Chad Reuter. So I'll round us out uh the fourth round of this Superflex mock. The Giants uh tight end, new tight end, Charlie Kohler came off the board at uh 401. Greg Dolchich comes off the board at 402. David Bell, Baltimore's uh, uh, new wide receiver, comes off the board at 43. Jerome Ford, who was drafted by the Washington Football Team, I mean not the the Commanders now. Excuse me. I see a lot of Antonio Gibson talk in here. So there goes their running back, a sixth round running back. And I do think Washington will draft a running back. I don't believe it's going to be any significant draft capital. I think they're going to take one day three. You know, you can never have too many of those guys to back up back up your starter. Antonio Gibson's the starter. Stop it. Uh, Tyler Goodson, uh, Baltimore's new running back, went 405. Kennedy Brooks to the Chargers, went 406. Calvin Austin, 407 to Houston. Romeo Dubs, 408 to Minnesota. Jelani Woods, everyone's favorite sleeper tight end. He was also drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, goes off the board at 409. Tyler Beatty, 410. Kevin Harris, 411. And Hassan Haskins, who was, was Haskins even drafted? Probably a UDFA. I drafted Hassan Haskins just because he's a running back. And I'm taking dart throws in the fourth round uh, on running back. So I don't even think I showed, Jay, the draft board for the second round. Do you want me to pull that up real quick? Or does everybody have a good idea of what the hell happened? I didn't even show it. I mean, you it. can show it if you want. We, we yeah, talked yeah, yeah, through yeah, it. Go, so yeah, we talked through it. But I'll, it. I'll, I'll show it, though, for the people on here so they can see. Uh, go ahead, Go ahead and tell us what you think about that fourth
1: round. Uh, best pick for me has to be Calvin Austin. Calvin Austin was a third-round pick in this mock draft, and he was drafted in the fourth round of rookie drafts. He went to Houston, who has one wide receiver. I think this is a great draft slot for Calvin Austin. He's a guy who could have opportunity, build a rapport with Davis Mills. I mean, I don't know. I, people don't like Calvin Austin, but the reality is he's going to be a second or third-round pick. Like that's, It's going to happen. So – yeah, I don't think we should be fading them all the way to the fourth round. But I do agree there are guys with maybe some higher upside. And I get that, you know, we've obviously preached taking running backs over wide receivers. But if Calvin Austin's there in the fourth round, you should probably be looking at him. I also don't mind Greg Dulcich to who went to Denver. I believe he was also no, he's a second round pick in this mock draft. So you're taking a second round tight end in the fourth round of your rookie drafts. Pretty high pick going to be behind Alberto for sure. But we know that there's going to be some two tight end sets there in Denver and Russ will throw to whoever's open. So if Dulcich is the better tight end, He'll get the ball, so I like that pick as well. And then, obviously, Kevin Harris, um, UDFA in this mock, but I think he can find a home and have a role in the NFL. We just don't know where it's going to be, and he may not get drafted, which sucks, but at the end of the day, we're betting on talent at this point in the fourth round and even in fifth rounds if you have fifth rounds of rookie drafts. So, for me, those are kind of the picks that stuck out, stood out, stuck out to me and uh, maybe even some Romeo dubs if I'm feeling frisky. Uh, you know I like myself some Amir Smith-Marset on the outside as well.
0: Yeah, and I did not show the third round uh, I think there was some, I think there, I think the sleepers were in the third round. You know, everyone's looking for those sleeper picks. I think the sleepers were in the third round with uh, Ingram, Ross, both of the strongs, Zonovan Bam Knight, Damian Pierce, Alec Pierce. A lot of y'all keep asking where Alec Pierce went. Uh, he was drafted 308 in the Superflex mock by eras but uh, uh, 308, he's the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver. And he was drafted in the third round of Chad Reuters mock. So day two draft capital. Um, I like I like the first like six picks in this in this third round, man. I really do. Ingram, Ross, Strong, Strong, Knight, Pierce, Kyron. We'll see. Um, Matt Bruning said people don't like Calvin Austin. Why not? Because he's little. I mean that's I mean that's it. I mean I think he's a fantastic player as well. Um, I think he's a fantastic player. But just that archetype of wide receiver is very difficult to find sustained fantasy success, man. That's just the; those are just the facts, you know. When you've got wide receivers sub five foot ten, you know five nine, five eight. Calvin Austin is five seven, a hundred and seventy pounds. Yep. It's just I'm out. There was one wide receiver that was supposed to break that mold. Um, you know, and it was Rondell Moore. And I think people like, it's not about him not being able to play football. It's about being able to score fantasy points, man. Like I, 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 it's, it's not, it's not hate. It's not hate. It's fucking reality. You're a five foot seven wide receiver. Like what, what, how, if you're anticipating, if you tell me right now, Calvin Austin is going to go out there and command 115, a hundred targets a year then we can have a conversation. If you're like he's going to get his 72 targets, 21 rush attempts, and return some punts and kicks, what, what good does that do? the roster spot is worth more than that. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. Calvin Austin can't play. I saw him up close and personal. As a senior ball, I'm like, man, he's dusting these cats off the line of scrimmage. But to, to rely on that, especially when most of y'all playing start your lineup leagues where you have to set players, I'm not setting Calvin Austin in, in a wide receiver slot unless it is do-or-die desperation mode. Yep. Just that D, archetype type of wide re- – like, it's, it's just
1: it's, it's, it's tough, there. man.
0: It's it's I love him, too. I'm not no. I'm not a big guy. I played football, uh, but I, I I wouldn't draft myself in fantasy. Like I, I'm not gonna go out That's there why and commit. Home,
1: right? <laughs>
0: That's why I'm sitting at home doing a draft party on Thursday night. But I mean, there, there's just very few wide receivers that size historically that have hit. Man, it's just very, very, very few. Uh, so it has no. I would love for Dallas to draft him and be on 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 my football team. But man, yep. I'm not a. Uh, so, charity bet that he can be a wide receiver three in fantasy. Who cares about year? a wide receiver three, though? Like, that. my question is this. Who cares? What, what is a wide receiver three in
1: fantasy? Like,
0: there's a bunch well, wide of them.
1: Re- Wide receiver three is usable. It, it's not terrible. They're usable. He's not. Again, if you, I, will charity, you in I round, will charity bet. I will charity.
0: Get Bruning. Send Bruning a link to this to bring his ass on here right now. Get his ass on the stream. He is not going to be a top 36 wide receiver. That's not happening. That's not. If you're asking me at any one point in his career, over under one and a half seasons of Calvin Austin as wide receiver, 36 or better, one and a half over under one and a half. Give one me give me half. one and a half. One and a half fantasy seasons is 36. Top 36. I, mean, I gotta wide go receiver. under.
1: I gotta go under. But I well, mean, if he. But my point was more so if he goes to a situation that is that seems open where there could be opportunity. Maybe he could be something to where you could flip him for a second round pick, or maybe even. Bruning said somehow over. Pick.
0: He wants to bet. Lock it in, Bruning. Lock it in.
1: Man, Bruning, you, you need a landing spot, my G. You can't where Charity, what if you go somewhere to good wide receivers. This is. Charity this bet. Is not,
0: in the, This is draft. This is what I love. Bruning sticking to his guns, not backing down from me, saying, I'll take the over one and a half seasons of Calvin Austin, wide receiver 36 and above in fantasy. Uh, we'll do something. We'll do like a cross wake up slash campus to Canton bet. We'll do some fun stuff if, if that happens, man. So there it is. Uh, we got a super chat question from Josh. David Bell, the people want to know what happened.
1: He can't, he can't do much of anything in, in actually that athletic report, people who didn't read this, this was circulating all yesterday. It was what the, like an athletic draft confessional It was coaches and scouts and guys talking about these players. And one of the most striking things that was said about any receiver was about David Bell. And what he said basically about David Bell was that he doesn't have a second gear. He plays at one speed and that is it. And that's all David Bell can do. Yes, he can, he can make plays, but he can't separate and only can play at one speed. Doesn't have a second gear. And that's very important, Ray. We talk about a lot with route running. You can't just
0: <laughs> you Come can't on, just
1: run you can't <laughs> just run one speed. It's the NFL is about space, pace and acceleration and timing. You can't just run one speed and expect to get open. You have to be able to vary your pace. And with his acceleration as bad as it's looking right now, he <sighs> probably is not going to be great in the NFL. And that's why he got drafted 403 in this mock draft and why he's not going to go very high in the NFL draft. But in Baltimore, <laughs> just write him off he's he's yeah, not gonna be
0: much um I still like David Bell he's still inside my tier two of wide receivers until the draft capital comes I <laughs> for now I expect him to go on day three and if that happens it's gonna boot him out of tier two um it, it, it it's weird because he is a good he to, to uh to to Bruning's point he's a good football player man I think he's a I think he's a good wide receiver but I, I don't know man I don't know I don't know. I guess it was the athleticism was so bad that they were just like, that's just not going to work. It's Tyron
1: right? He's just Kyron yeah. and wide receiver. It, he, Sucks. it was too bad to make up for what he does on the field.
0: Yeah, man. We, we, we've seen... I mean, it, it reminds me... He reminds me of Tyler Johnson of a couple of years ago where everybody was oh, all over... Yeah the analytical profile of Tyler Johnson and how good he was and the market share numbers and the dominator rating. And then we get to the draft process, and Tyler Johnson was a fifth-round pick because yeah, he fifth wasn't or ve- fifth or sixth. I think he was a fifth-rounder, I think, but wasn't very explosive. Uh, just fell, and you see him having issues in the NFL. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those guys uh, I, I – it, it. I don't think he's going to get day 2 draft capital. There's I just no don't. Way. I just the only team don't. That would do that I hope is the so. I hope he does. I I really do because I think he can play. You turn on the tape, um he wins. I don't I, I get that he plays with one speed, but he's incredible. The ball control, ball skills are there, uh body control is there. I think he's a fan F and How many times have I cursed this morning? I know I said the F word at least twice. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta question. put some money in the jar. Uh, I gotta, put, I gotta find gotta a jar. You gotta
1: remind us, Chat, You gotta remind us. Don't yeah, I think, curse, I, I think I'm up.
0: To, I think I'm up to six today. I think I'm up to six bucks in the jar. Um, but I, I like David Bell. But if he doesn't get drafted until day three, you know the the, the hit rate and the the, the the chances of that breakout is just yeah. Tylin Wallace and 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 Tyler Johnson. They're, they're both both rough, man. Both rough. I right, got one from uh, Rico Stone. Oh yeah, Darren Waller. So that's the mock. We won't do any more of these shits before. Damn it, two two curse words. We won't do any more of these before the draft, but we will do one after the draft. Uh, Darren Waller. Apparently the Packers tried to trade for him, but there's a rule in the NFL that you can't trade a a tag player before. I don't know what it was. I saw it yesterday. But yeah, 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 yeah. They were talking about why he couldn't be included in that deal for Devontae Adams. If Waller is traded to the Packers, how would the value of Carr and Rodgers change for you? Great question. Great question. What do you think?
1: Zero. It would mean it's good for Rodgers. It doesn't do anything for Derek Carr, in my opinion, though. Darren Waller barely even played last season, so why would it affect the value of Derek Carr? You you take what Derek Carr did last season. He was, I believe, he was top five in passing yards, and Darren Waller played. I think. Eleven games, but he really only produced in like eight of them, and he got Devonte Adams, so he's gonna be just fine. We've seen Devonte Adams can make really good quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, and you know Derek Carr would be a really good quarterback. But for Aaron Rodgers, I don't really know. Like, it would be great for him to have Darren Waller, and it would be another piece to the puzzle. But at the same time like I think Robert Tanyan's pretty good. So if Robert Tanyan comes back, do they need Darren Waller? Does does he like Darren Waller? Is the chemistry there? Like is the timing there over a guy like Tanyan? I don't know. I mean, obviously Darren Waller is a great a great tight end, so he would make the offense better, he make Rodgers better. I don't know if it would boost Rodgers that much more in my rankings though. Like he he's yeah, he's not wouldn't. replacing Devontae Adams, right? That's just the truth. I, so I think it'd marginally be marginally better, but I not think crazy. it'd be, He'd be fan
0: that da- fantastic for Aaron Rodgers and Darren Waller. I think that'd be a huge upgrade. It would boost up Hunter Renfro again as the slot. I think it would clear things up. Adams is on his way to his 170 targets. Um, like, I think, it, I think, it, I think it's a good trade. I, I wonder, like, have we just seeing teams do it? Like I already made one trade with you and then the, it's like dynasty. Like I already traded with you once and now I'm going back and trading with him again. It just seems a little weird. Maybe it was a
1: hand agreement, right? Like maybe, I mean, At, well, maybe who knows.
0: I'll say to, to Bruning's point, I agree. Like it has been proven that a wide receiver athleticism is is a little bit overrated, but what it does, and, and hear me out, like let me speak very slowly and, and listen to what I'm saying. Yes, it is overrated, but what if I say about the combine? It doesn't the combine itself doesn't make me change players in the rankings outside of some really good performances, like great, all time great, and then all time bad. But what it does, like not being athletic, it changes the way that NFL evaluators view said player, right? So if David Bell got the draft capital and was still unathletic, I'd still be okay with it, right? But I think what happens is he won't get the draft capital because he's unathletic and therefore won't have the opportunity as early to get on the field to show what he has. And that's that's really the bet you're, that you're making, Right. You take David Bell gets drafted in the fourth round or the fifth round. You're betting on an outlier from draft capital standpoint. And it's not just the athleticism. It's his chance to get an opportunity to show what he has on the field. And that's where the problem is, right? So it, that that's really what it is. It, 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 it matters to the degree that if you're unathletic, teams are more inclined to be like, ah, we'll take the Alec Pierce. Uh, you can't tell me that Alec Pierce is a better wide receiver than David Bell. Nobody can sell me on that. But because athle- because Alec Pierce has freaky athleticism, it's probably going to lend for him to be drafted a little bit higher. right? It's probably going to get him into day two, potentially round two, where I think David Bell is the superior wide receiver. The NFL just looks at it like, ah, kind of slow, really don't know, blah, 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 we'll take him in the fourth round. And that's where it boils down yeah. to. That's where the athleticism and the numbers and the combine – The impact on draft capital is where it matters. And we have to adjust and react. And you can still like him. And I would love for you to take David Bell real high if we're in the same league together. But if he gets day three draft capital, uh, more of a sleeper dart throw than it is uh, for uh, uh, a locked and loaded at least... Good bet. And that's all it is. And thank you, Dynasty Berry. Just trying to bring some... Just trying to spit, spit a little bit of truth here. A little bit of facts here. Uh, but I think this was a fantastic mock. Dynasty Barry was in the mock. Very, very sharp Dynasty mind. I appreciate uh, all the perspective that he brings to the table. I love interacting with him, and y'all should interact with him, too. So go to patreon.com forward slash all gas. Sign up. Best damn Dynasty community on the planet. We appreciate you tapping in. Jay, what are we doing tomorrow? TMZ? tmz show just so rumors do a tmz rumor fake, mill already rumor mill fake news uh bold predictions i mean it's the draft y'all like we're just we're talking news and shit that's gonna happen for the draft like that that's what it is man that's what we're doing uh so make sure you tap in tomorrow make sure you tap in tomorrow uh joe is giving some 10 yard splits that were real bad i appreciate all of y'all being here hit thumbs up enjoy the content stay off twitter all kind of smoke screens man bold prediction show Thank you, Josh. It is a dope community, but it's only dope because y'all are dope. Appreciate you, Mike. A. Appreciate all of y'all. Y'all have a fantastic day. We'll be back tomorrow. Draft Party on Thursday. We out. Peace.